Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 90. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty oh, good. good. Can't complain. Yeah. What's the weather like there? Rainy. Very oh, rainy. We got a beautiful summer day here. Well, spring day, but it feels like summer. <laughs> well, that's nice. I think this is our only rainy day, and then the next few are going to be nice and sunny, so that's okay. Yeah, so what do we got to talk about today? Well, things are heating up between Mueller and Trump. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. I think it's taken a turn, and now everybody's a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, it seems that way for sure. Now, we had the 50 questions the other day that someone leaked right. to the New York Times. Nevertheless, we now know about the 50 questions that Mueller would like to ask Trump. Now, these 50 questions are pretty involved. If he were to ask Trump these questions in a face-to-face, this might be a three-day, you know, conversation. Pretty <laughs> I think it's more like interrogation. Yeah. But a lot of the questions, you know, I have to also add, are just ridiculous. What were you thinking when you did this? How did you feel when you did that? Are you kidding me? Is he a psychologist? Yeah, that is super questionable. What what do yeah, feelings have to do with anything in this? I don't know. It sounds socialistic to me. Well, yeah, no kidding. That was definitely written by somebody off the far left. Exactly. That is definitely off the far left. So there are lots of things that could happen. One safety net might be that Trump answers all these questions in writing. And then when they ask him to talk about it face to face, he maybe shows up and says, I answered that in writing. I answered that in writing. I have nothing further to say about it. I think that would be a good way of handling it, but I'm not a lawyer. Right. Which brings me to the fact that he has changed his legal team again. Hmm. He has added Rudy Giuliani. It sounds like Rudy's kind of the head now. He's kind of the boss man of the group. Yeah, I kind of picked that up in the last 24 hours, too. Yeah. His name's everywhere. Exactly. And he's hitting the circuit, as I call it. The TV. Oh, yeah. Last night, he was on Hannity. Now, him and Hannity are friends, just like Hannity is friends with Trump. Giuliani's friends with Trump. I mean, these guys are all friends. Right. They've had dinner and they, for all I know, they celebrate Christmas together. I, I don't know. They're pretty close. So when Rudy is on Hannity, I could tell he got pretty comfortable. I mean, like, did he forget the camera? <laughs> Wow. The cameras were on. So he maybe said a couple things. I, I don't know if he was planning on saying. One thing he said was that Michael Cohen was reimbursed 
for the money he paid Stormy Daniels for the NDA, the non-disclosure agreement. Right. Meaning she's supposed to keep her mouth shut. Right. Now, he did explain that Trump did not know that Michael was paying this because Trump was paying him a $35,000 a month retainer. And this was a personal retainer, meaning it did not come from campaign funds. Uh, okay. So yeah. it's legal. Yeah, he also nothing wrong with that. paying him that amount of money for a long time. My understanding is possibly even before the campaign. And Michael was supposed to take care of things that might disturb the family. Hmm, okay. Well, disturb the family. So really, Michael did get his money back. But it wasn't like Trump wrote out a check. You know, here's $135,000 plus a little fee for you for paying off Stormy Daniels. So it wasn't like that. It was taken out of this retainer fee. Now, where I think it gets sticky is Michael Cohen said that he took out a second on his house to pay that $135,000. And he still could have because at the rate of $35,000 a month, he might have had to pay the second back on his house with that. Right. Still right. sounds a little sticky. But I tell you what it does make wrong is the raid on Michael Cohen. Because if this was not campaign money, they better have another damn good reason for raiding Michael Cohen's files. Yeah, no doubt. No because doubt. Because this was personal. I mean, you and I know they're just looking for any kind of they could scrape up to impeach Trump. Well, yeah, and Mueller got upset the other day, and he said he's thinking about subpoenaing Trump. Can you subpoena a president? Yeah, that is a great question. I now, don't think you it, can. If it's for something he did before office, you can't. Our forefathers said there is nothing civil or criminal that can rise above the business of the country. So you can sue his Budinsky off after he's out of office. But while he's in office, you can't. The only, Except if he was obstructing justice hmm. or possibly doing something fishy with an election. Notice those are the two things right. they have tried to get him on. Now, if he is subpoenaed, that would be in front of a grand jury. Is Trump better off in front of a grand jury, for goodness sake? Yeah, I'm Instead not sure. Instead of one with Mueller who wants to nail him? Yeah, true that. That's my question. I, I just don't know. Very interesting. Trump did hire Clinton's impeachment attorney, Emmett Flood. Now, Emmett Flood also worked for the G.W. Bush administration when they were having to turn over some documents to Congress and it was taking too long and Congress was getting excited. Nevertheless, I think that this now means everybody has turned into this active punch him out kind of attitude. Right. They're going oh, for the sorry. throat. Yeah. The juggler, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Even Alan Darshowitz, very famous attorney, Democrat, he says Trump should challenge the subpoena all the way to the Supreme Court. And I kind of think that's what will end up happening. You know, it started out yesterday where Rudy was going. I think we'll give, it wouldn't be bad to give Mueller two to three hours. Huh. Okay. You know, with Trump, I think that's just ridiculous because Trump goes on and on and on. He's going to stick his foot in his mouth, okay? Whether you like <laughs> him or not, you cannot think it's a good idea for him to be in a situation with any federal officer that could put his ass in jail. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's a bad idea. So by last night, I think Rudy was already flipping on that and thinking, you know what? We'll take a subpoena all the way to the Supreme Court. I still think... Let 
let him answer it in writing. Let the attorneys go over it. Right. Maybe he meets with him and he goes, oh, I answered that. And I have nothing more to add. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. better for the politics. You know, it, it's not necessarily better for the, the case or the situation, but the way the people, the voters will see it. I think that's kind of a good idea. Hmm. Interesting. But, you know, the accusations do not stop there. Rosenstein has now accused Congress of extortion. You know how they <laughs> brought up the paperwork on the subpoena? Yeah. Uh, not the subpoena, excuse me, on the impeachment. Yeah. Uh, Rosenstein. Well, now he's calling them extortionists. Now, they have the right for oversight, okay, of the DOJ, which is part of the executive branch of government. Okay. They're part of the legislative part. This, our government is made up of checks and balances, you know, and Congress, the legislative branch has the power to oversee the executive branch. And that includes the DOJ. So they are not extortionists. These are documents they've asked for that they have the right to. Right. Exactly. They, you know, they certainly have guys that have security clearance. Yeah. It's hilarious. Extortion. Wow. Yeah. Extortion. Yeah. It's getting crazy. Yeah, definitely. And in the midst of that, Trump is threatening to uh, get in the middle of the little tiff between the DOJ and the Congress. Oh, wow. And if he does that, he'll fire Rosenstein. Uh, he's trapped yeah. of doing anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He just needs another excuse besides the one that says he's doing it so that, you know, he gets he can get rid of Mueller or another deputy would have to get rid of Mueller. So, yeah. so he needs another excuse. And this might be the very excuse he needs. Didn't uh, Giuliani also talk about Comey? Oh, yeah. He called Comey a liar. Now, <laughs> you remember, Giuliani is the first one to hire Comey in a government position as a prosecutor in that New York district. Wow. So he okay. gave... He gave Comey a start and he said, please don't remind me of that. <laughs> That's what he said last night. Um, he wow. said Comey is a liar. Huh. He said across the board. Yeah, you well, know, we I, all knew I, that. Comey is a liar. Yeah, we've known that is, for a while. He no, he's a liar or is he delusional? I can't decide which it is. Yeah, I don't know does either. Leave the lies. Maybe a little bit of I both. I almost think he does. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he reminds me, as so many people lately do, remember the BG song? I started a joke that started the whole world. <laughs> That's Comey. Yeah. He doesn't get it. I mean, that's Comey and Hillary, you know? Yeah. So we uh, have a big problem here in Canada. We've talked about it before. Well, thank God you only got one. Well, no, we've got a lot of problems. Uh, Turdo is our prime minister, so we've got lots of problems. But, um, oh, did I say Turdo? Sorry. Oh, I think you accidentally yeah. did. That was like a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what's happening is our media has been muzzled according to the Toronto Sun. Uh, Graham Hughes, a writer for the Sun. Mm-hmm. Basically, no information's coming out of the Roxham Road point there. And a lot of Canadian media have gone over to New York and they shoot video and they report from the New York side, which a constant parade of minivans dropping illegal immigrants off at the border. Basically, they can watch that all day long. Just minivan after minivan. It's a small business in New York to drive people to the border and let them out. So 
essentially what's going on is the RCMP are standing there. They warn them before they cross over that they will be arrested for crossing illegally. They get arrested, then they're turned over to the Canadian Border Services uh, Agency to be processed. So this is uh, pretty much constant on, on Roxham Road. Now the RCMP and CBSA, neither of them can really comment on anything. There's there's just a little bit of information that slips out here and there. But what was seen the other day was a CBSA van at the border and there's a big, big building being built there. Mm. Nobody at the site would comment on anything. So we are kind of under the impression that the CBSA is going to be turning Roxham Road possibly into a legal border crossing. And if they cross at a legal border crossing because the third safe country agreement is still active with you guys and us, they would be rejected at the border, similar to what you're doing to the caravan at the Mexican border, correct? Exactly what we're doing. We're saying if you've got immunity in Mexico, which was offered to those people, you have to stay there. Yeah. Because we only take people crossing a border that are in a life-threatening situation, which is basically what you say too, right? Exactly, yeah. So it's an agreement between all the countries in North America. But this is a big, I mean, we've talked about this from the beginning of the podcast, right? We've talked about Roxham Road numerous times. We've written about Roxham Road before that. So we've known it. It's been happening for a while. So more than 50,000 asylum claims were made in 2017. That's the highest number in Canadian history. Oh my gosh. And that was most have come in from the U.S. from that one location on Roxham Road. So, so far in 2018, the number of border jumpers has tripled since last year. Oh, my gosh. And you guys had out that tent city someplace last summer. I don't even know what happened to those people. No, exactly. Like I said, the media has been muzzled here in Canada. We're, We're getting bits of information from basically the New York side. It's a mess. All these immigrants and um, all over the world, it is becoming a huge burden to a lot of countries. I mean, a lot of countries in the EU are feeling it, too, as Syrian refugees have flooded into Europe and actually change the dynamics of several countries. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And and it's going to come up and bite them in the ass, too. And it's expensive. Hell yeah. I have no idea what this has cost us so far. I mean, you're essentially keeping over 50,000 people. I don't even know what the numbers are, including the 2018 stats. I mean... What happens when countries like Canada, the U.S., Germany, and, you know, Sweden, and uh, all these countries that are taking in these people... What happens when they do start really running out of money? Yeah. It will be catastrophic and and people act like it can't happen. But I think it can. We pretty much can't send them home. They have no homes left either. So we also need to stop bombing the out of these people. You, know. you got a point there. Yeah. You sure do. So I think yeah. it's a much deeper, deeper problem. Well, it is. And I think that as crazy as this is, uh, this issue in Seattle with the head tax, yeah. I think a little bit of it is brought on by people living in the streets that are illegal immigrants. And you're probably right. I certainly do not endorse any city coming up with a head tax. Now, the head tax means that they want 
want employers to pay a specific tax for each employee they have. It's already being done in Denver. $50 per person. That sounds like a mafia thing. Yeah, it certainly sounds you know, so... You gotta pay, yeah, you got to pay us weekly uh, well, for protection. Of all places, Amazon says, hell no. They yeah. have absolutely stopped their expansion, which was going to employ seven to 8,000 more people in Seattle proper. They said no. They said, we're not going to pay her. I think they would absolutely pull out of Seattle over this. And what did we learn the other day? Exactly. Just up the road in Vancouver. Yeah. Plus, plus your dollar goes so much further here, you know. Good point. Good point. That's right. Uh, What, 30% more? Yeah. Oh, don't make me think about it. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. And we are now paying the highest uh, amount for gas in North America. I know you are, and that just... That's just wrong on yeah, every. We're, we're over a dollar sixty a liter, so you multiply that by four point five, and I'm not doing the math in my head, but you can figure it out. So absolutely, right. Zucker could solve that problem for you. Yeah, Connor. you think you could, so? You could, yeah, you could use the Facebook, the new Facebook dating service, <laughs> and hook up with some American woman, and you could buy cheaper gas. Yeah, well, what's happening in Vancouver? Thieves are drilling holes in the bottom of people's gas tanks. They won't, oh. They're too lazy to siphon nowadays. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. you got to hope that the drill doesn't spark, too. Well, you know what I found out? Beer is now cheaper than gas, so I'm just going to drink beer Sit and say, how would driving? I'm not going anywhere. Just start walking and get a bicycle. Yeah, well, hey, you can order your groceries online. Why don't I do that now? You know, I don't even have to go anywhere. No, you, no one does. That's true. So, I don't know. But Facebook is planning a dating service. I, you know, a good portion of their advertisers are dating services. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like cutting off your right foot. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of... And then trying to run a race. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a good better. idea until somebody gets raped. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the Uber thing. Yeah. That was a great idea until we learned the other day that... It's an enabling... People are app. getting raped. Yeah. raped so... Yeah, well, you know what? There's some legitimacy to, you know, Facebook. You're basically, you have to have an identity, a real identity on there to have a Facebook account or sooner or later they'll come hunt you down and make you prove that that's your name, etc. So there's some legitimacy behind the Facebook um, platform that might lend some added extra little safety for, you know, a dating service. So I don't know. Uh, I did see Zuckerberg talk about it the other day at the F8 conference. And one of the things that he did say is he's constantly, whenever he's in public, he has couples with children come up to him and say, hey, we met on Facebook. Thank you. And it made him feel happy inside and he wants to continue that. And so hence Facebook dating. Sometimes I just have to ask, is he for real or is he just a bunch of blow? I don't know. (laughs) He's so incredibly nice that it's just unbelievable. I well, mean, in public, he's just, I just don't know how to take him. Yeah, I, you know what? He's so different from, like, I watched his, his testimony in front of the special counsel, was it? Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was much different than his F8 talk. He's he's more of a really? nerd in the F8 talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's definitely the nerd. So shines right through. overly polite with Congress that I was like, I don't know, it just didn't seem genuine. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the amount of memes that came out with him being robotic was pretty hilarious. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, with all due respect. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi doesn't really give a damn about how polite she comes across. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she says that in these 2018 midterm elections, the Dems are going to win. They're going to win big. And she's going to be Speaker of the House again. And at least 20 of her Congress people that are below her have said, no way. No way in hell we need new blood. Well, she will withhold the money from them. Wow. Wow. This is Talk about extortion and blackmail. Yeah, no kidding. And she's been known to do that a lot because she raises a lot of money just because of her position. She's in that California market that, you know, likes to give a lot of money to the Democratic Party. Speaker of the House. Man, the last time she spoke, she spoke for like eight hours or nine hours. And then, you know, it was the crumbs that got her in a mess. And but, um, she's 78 years old. There is nothing wrong yeah, with... Time to step down, honey. Not being the Speaker of the House. You've been there. You've done it. Give somebody else a try. Yeah. Hmm. About time. Bye. Is Elon Musk in her district? I think he is. Well, he uh, spent yeah. way too much money. Yeah. Well, that, way that figures. Much. His stock has fallen today big time. I believe when we came on, it was down pretty close to 10%. Every car they sell, they lose money. I mean, people like the cars. People say the cars are great, but it's losing money. They've actually had better sales than theirs. Every time they get better sales, they lose more money. They had the accident recently that hurt them as well. That's true, but he's burning through money. Now, I think, and I, I, I have heard, you know, inklings about this, so I'm not just like brilliant or something. I think Tesla, Google, they become partners. Google uses their self-driving technology. They marry themselves with Tesla. Right. Uh, they also keep Elon from spending so much money. Yeah, um, you know what? It, it, Google it makes sense. Google to make money and save money. Yeah, makes sense. Makes total sense to me. Good so, prediction. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Boy Scouts are no longer going to be the Boy Scouts. They're going to be Scouts. They're going to drop the boy and become gender neutral. I hate this idea, not because they shouldn't be gender neutral. I believe if a female identifies as male, she should be able to be a Boy Scout. On the same token, I believe a male that feels like he's a girl or a female should be able to be a Girl Scout. But I think that each group should be able to have a mentor that is is talking about boy issues or talking about girl issues, not boy-girl issues, okay? Because we know that they have different issues. Right. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think they're going to change anything. I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried about it. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to change the internal workings. I think I it's just because there's a lot of fatherless homes with boys and and they're and by that token there's more and more motherless homes that girls are living in. And I think these are both organizations that can offer a mentor that doesn't really take the place of a parent, but helps someone you can talk to about, you know. Plus, it really appeases the left. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I think they are doing this ahead of a lawsuit, you know, an eventual lawsuit. They're, They're just trying to think down the road. Let's just drop the boy. I hope you're right and it doesn't change much. I don't think it will. This is awesome. The two black men that were falsely arrested at the Starbucks in Philly have settled with the city for $1. 
and a $200,000 program for young entrepreneurs. Now, this is with the city, not with Starbucks. But I think it's a fabulous idea. Wow. Good on them. Hats off to them. How to turn a real situation into something super positive. That's great. And the city was glad to do it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So I like it. Love it. They haven't settled with Starbucks yet, though. No, I think they might get some moolah for themselves there. Yeah, we'll pretty. We'll and, and and rightly and so. Should. Oh, yeah. yes, I should. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that was that sent us back to 1950, you know? Oh, yeah, wow. that's really, you know, yeah, you can't be in Nobody here. Kind of. Thinking. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Out of this world. Oh, speaking of out of this world, we know we lost Stephen Hawking last month. Yes. And Sad. in his last paper, as always, he's so profound. He said, it's honestly humbling how much we don't know. Was he talking about the deep swamp? I don't know whether he was talking about the swamp <laughs> or the sky. I think the sky. <laughs> but it's true no matter what. Yeah. We exactly. have to agree with him there. Yeah, and I think we do agree on that, and we don't always agree. But life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become anyone's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.